1: All right, Scott Ritchie, Illinois, in the hunt for a Big Ten title, but there's an outside chance they might not have an all-Big Ten performer, at least first team. Is that what I'm hearing?
0: Maybe. There's still this month and a little bit of March to play, but uh, Terrence Shannon Jr. did miss six games, has not been the same player consistently since his return, but he's got time to go back to being – Not only that All-Big Ten, but that All-American caliber guard for this team. Um, Big picture, Terrence Shannon, Marcus DeMasse, Coleman Hawkins, will probably all get All-Big Ten honors of some sort. But a Big Ten title, I think maybe uh, they would prefer that as a team.
1: All right, we'll talk uh, Richie's ballot process. We'll talk his top 25 where he has Illinois ranked this week. We'll talk uh, some recruiting, too. This week's podcast, Inside of Line i Basketball. I'll come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning. Everyone. Good warm Monday morning There's sun here in Champaign-Urbana. That that signals good news, right, Scott Ritchie? The basketball team's back to playing good.
0: Well, they won twice last week, and I'll take any sunshine
1: this time okay. of year. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer. I'm Jim Rosso, vice president of news at the News Gazette. Ed Bond, everybody cheered his presence at the uh, game Sunday night, his return to the radio operation, the courtside setup. Scott, I know you were happy.
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, Ed's a pro.
1: Ed does uh, fabulous work. He also produces uh, each episode of Inside Illini Basketball. Uh, this week, we'll talk about a top ten Illini team, right, Scott Ritchie?
0: You know, maybe. I mean, Illinois was fourteen last week. Um, it was another just goofy week for ranked teams, you know, with sixteen combined losses between the the twenty five teams, and now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a trend. Including your Houston
1: Cougars. Ooh.
0: I don't know if they're my Houston Cougars. They
1: are yours in much the same light as your Rutgers Scarlet Knights. You keep talking about Houston. I keep telling you, nope. When are you going to believe me?
0: Well, I I mean, I believe in Calvin Sampson because he's been to the Final Four and Elite Eight and Sweet 16. He's dead to me. Regularly. Just for some phone calls and some text messages. Um, No, I mean...
1: They lost. There's a chance they should have lost to Texas. They but and they, they lost to Kansas. But they
0: didn't lose to Texas, and then they lost. I'm just telling you at Allen Fieldhouse. Now move past. You move past that. It wasn't a great game for Houston kay. at Kansas. I, mean, I watched. It. it was a great Saturday of basketball. Um, so Illinois, yeah. I think, has a chance to move back into the top. I mean, it'd be ten. I think if they got in the top ten. All right, that But bold, they'll be they'll be yep. top ten adjacent. Probably.
1: That poll comes out at noon. We're taping at 11, so we don't know for sure. Scott Ritchie uh, submitted his incorrect ballot earlier today.
0: Um, it was almost today. Last I, night. I think I yeah, beat the midnight Kay. mark by like oh. a few minutes. But I had only 12. I had them 18 last week, so I moved them up six spots.
1: Should have ranked them a little higher, I would say.
0: I mean, I think I ranked them accurately.
1: Was it the... The way they went about uh, beating Nebraska, that that didn't convince you to send them
0: higher. No, I mean, it, it was concerning that they let a ten-point lead disappear in the last three and a half minutes. But, and this, I mean, I I doubt the uh, Iowa State fan that uh, replied to my ballot breakdown calling me a dope for dropping the the Cyclones. I was listening, but in case he is, in case people are wondering, like. I get, like, you're very invested in your team. Mm -hmm. It does not happen in a vacuum. There's other things happening in college basketball that affect the poll. Like, some teams move up because they got a really good win, and, like, your team might drop on a ballot, but that doesn't mean they're a bad team. Um, So there are other things that, you know, affected. Like, I I jumped South Carolina high into the top ten because in the last two weeks they beat Kentucky handily, and then they went to Tennessee and be the volunteers, which is like no one had done this year until then. So, Illinois moved up because they won, but other teams also moved up and moved up further. Just, it's not overly complicated. I think people try to make it too complicated.
1: Most of your friends when they text you, they they're asking for dope. <laughs> <In> this, Gage <laughs> was, was calling you, was calling me, me a dope, me, and
0: like that. I I kind of laughed because I've been called much worse on Twitter. Okay, by various fan bases. Or an email um, from lots of people, unfortunately. But so dope. It, it was funny. How are
1: your Duke friends doing? They got hammered by the Tar Heels over the weekend. Oh. you all right
0: with that? I don't know that I have any Duke friends to be honest, but I think it was a competitive game. It's not like like North Carolina beat them by twenty or something. Um, so I still have Duke um, reasonably high. Okay. I love
1: the top 25. I love that uh, you pay attention to it. I love that we still have that vote. Let's keep it that way. All right? Yeah, I mean, who made the biggest, uh, I guess, statement over the weekend? Was it Purdue? A couple big wins. Was it Kansas actually looking like a top five team? Was it somebody else?
0: Well, I mean, if you look at the, the top 25, like I've just come to the conclusion after 13 weeks of this, there's really no right answer except for UConn and Purdue at the top in some order. I don't care which order you have them. Everything else, it's whatever. Kind of crazy, but I think Kansas needed that win against Houston because they just, like, they've got some good wins. They've looked looked good for most of the season, but I don't know, there's just question marks about them, mainly because they only have five guys that they really, you know, are leaning on, but um, I think that was a big thing I and mean, Purdue might've, won, I mean, I'm talking with Brian Barnhart about this before we started the podcast. Purdue might've won the big 10 last week, just, you know, avoiding, you know, an upset at Northwestern and then winning at Wisconsin. I mean, that puts them a game and a half ahead of the Badgers and the Illini. Um, still nine games to go in the big 10 for most everybody. But, uh, it's going to be tricky to knock them from that perch, and then also I think North Carolina getting that win against Duke was okay, a good, a big deal.
1: All right, um, can I can I tell you something? I think both uh, Purdue and Illinois, you know why it's nice for fans to talk about winning the Big Ten. In each case, both those teams, that shouldn't be their focus. I know it's neat. But in each case, they're dying for some tournament success. Yeah, not winning a a Big Ten championship that you
0: squawk about on social media. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. Well, it matters a little bit to Matt Painter and Brett Underwood because they'll get money. Sure, for doing <laughs> it. Um, but I, but that's something. I don't know. It's interesting because I think if you like look back three years ago, people couldn't tell you who won the Big Ten. Unless I was that year, Illinois won it. I'm just telling you. it's No, both teams have giant question marks when it comes to the mm. tournament. I mean, Purdue in the last three tournaments that have been held have lost to double-digit seeds. Right. like can't get out of the first weekend. Um, I think winning the Big Ten is still a big deal, but okay. uh, March success is equal, I'm not getting equally as big. Okay. I'm not going to acknowledge it, in fact. <laughs> if, if they win it, <laughs> you're just like, yeah, that's, that's nice.
1: <laughs> oh, we will. We'll celebrate it much in the pages of the News Gazette, of course, but uh, Illinois last making the Sweet 16 when uh, you were? I was in high school. In diapers? No. Not quite then? Okay.
0: I was a senior in high school. So uh, I'm 36 now, so let's just, I'll let people do the math there.
1: I saw some correlation by some website over the weekend bringing back uh, when uh, Northwestern got jobbed at purdue earlier but oh i remember the time illinois got hosed by arizona back in oh one that brought back fond memories because unlike anybody who covers the team these days we were there in oh one
0: yeah in all
1: seriousness no one who covers the team now has any history with this program true true
0: I think that's accurate. I think it is accurate. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> it was quite the free throw disparity, um, mm-hmm. both in that elite eight game with Illinois and Arizona, and in the Northwestern Purdue game, um, which I th- think is why Chris Collins decided to uh, get tossed out of the game after it had it was over. But I appreciated his efforts there. It was it was a fun little ending to that. Especially, I mean he. He you know, shakes Matt Painter's hand, like daps up, Zach Eadie pumps up the crowd. Mm-hmm. He got his money's worth on right. that one. $5,000 worth, in fact, Fine by the Big Ten. I think he can cover that. Yeah, and Brad Underwood avoided a fine like that yesterday. Um, got an early technical, mm-hmm. was incensed because um, from seeing where I sit and being able to re- lip read just a little bit, um, Owen Short, one of the officials, apparently cursed at him, and Brad Underwood was not a fan. Of that happening, but then I'm he said uh, he, just, he downplayed the whole thing after the game. Maybe Hardly. it's because he wanted to avoid the fine. Maybe it's because uh, his wife Susan was in the the media room for the post-game press conference.
1: I'm okay with refs cursing at coaches because well, they get cursed at all the time. I was gonna say like,
0: okay. it's a two way street. Let he who has not cursed out a referee throw the first stone. Yes, perhaps. I'm okay with it. I don't know. Uh, Brad Underwood was not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like Jeff Alexander, uh, who I thought might have to coach another game like he did right. um, against Ohio State a couple of years ago. He uh, he made sure to get get Brad away from the fray during all of that craziness. Unsuccessfully for a moment because Brad broke through. Uh, but it was an interesting – I mean, like five minutes into the game and things had already kind of gone crazy.
1: Fun game, good atmosphere. Um uh, big W for Illinois let a late lead slip away, but regrouped in time for. Over time, I see Nebraska fans squawking about that late call that sent uh, Marcus Damask to the free throw line. I mean, he's, and then he's, Illinois fans with evidence
0: of other blown calls. Sure, because I mean, that's what you did You can cherry pick mm-hmm. moments out of a game, um, but like Marcus Damask probably was fouled. But I mean, Nebraska fans like he could have made both free throws, and you would have. Lost the game in regulation. At least you I, had a chance. Hey, I, I,
1: there were Nebraska basketball fans. That's enough to celebrate. That's not been the case much.
0: Well, I mean, they show up at games. I just don't, I mean, calling them basketball fans, I think, it has been a stretch. Okay, just Nebraska fans. Yeah, uh, but this is a pretty good Nebraska yeah, team. I bad. mean, I think they'll make the tournament. Because okay. um, outside of Illinois, they've beaten all the rest of the top teams in the Big Ten uh, at home. Illinois does not go to Nebraska, is that right? They do not, okay. so that's probably a good that's thing. That's
1: a good thing, yeah. Illinois is uh, going to be in position to be playing for that meaningless Big Ten tournament, their title, uh, the last weekend of the season, I'm convinced.
0: I mean, I think there's a real chance. Yeah, They just, they can't drop really any games the rest probably of this month. Probably can get one more, I'm guessing. Purdue's going to slip up somewhere. Maybe. Yeah. I mean... They did last year. I mean, they lost three times.
1: All right. Uh, your seedings each week, you rank uh, your top 16 tournament seeds. Illinois up to a two yet?
0: Mm, I don't think so. I didn't think you were going to do that. I, mean, I, I still have them at a three. I mean, I had them at a three last week. I have not gone through my um, entire process this week, but I'll probably still be at a three. I don't know. It's pretty good. It'd be interesting to get them a two. Because like they're just so rarely like at the like the bottom half of a region in the bracket, like they always seem to be at the top. I mean, as okay. a 1, uh, four, five, eight, nine. seem to be in that game a lot. Love it. Love that we're only a month away from this. Yeah, getting closer. I mean, and <coughs> like Big Ten regular season title aside, like just I mean, Illinois would have to really go in the tank not to get like a top four seed in the Big Ten mm-hmm. tournament, and that, that's what you want because like you just avoid playing extraneous games there. Mm-hmm. In Minnesota, all
1: right. Uh, much love for Ty Rogers. Seems uh, is he number one on your power poll now?
0: He might be. Well, let's hear it. Okay, uh, so three. We're gonna go Coleman Hawkins. Okay, because he had a good game against Nebraska. Was not as effective um, against Ohio State mainly because he was in foul trouble in both halves. Um, two Marcus Damask, just steady real steady and then I think you know Ty Rogers at the one in the number one spot he is he doesn't try to do things that he can't I'm well not i not can not do but he just that he doesn't do as well like he just he's really leaning into his strengths and is getting every rebound um, He's being assertive offensively when he has opportunities to attack the basket and then he's been really good defensively I mean against Nebraska he had um, three steals and two blocks so he's kind of getting it done at both ends
1: we asked our facebook friends to uh lavish praise on him after the game last night someone said he's like the child of Dennis Rodman and Scottie Pippen if they were to have a children if that was possible
0: that's an interesting a lot com- to think about yeah an interesting combination I mean, fun fact both of those two do have sons that are basketball players separately of course not together um who knows what happens these days? DJ Rodman's I'm, I'm at USC. Um, Scotty Pippen Jr. is uh, in I think the G League. He's got another yeah. son in high school in California. It's pretty good. Um, I saw this, it like someone played on Twitter that Ty Rodgers is Dennis Rodman 2.0. Um, more, much, much more emotionally stable than Dennis Rodman. Is not showing up in a wedding dress is what you're saying. Oh, no. Or... Dying his hair different colors every day, um, or sitting down in the middle of the game and getting thrown out. Um, but he's, I don't know. He just, he's rebounding super well. He's, he just, he just goes like, and part of that's like the way teams are defending him because they're really not. So he just has kind of free reign to take runs at the rim, and get offensive rebounds. Cause there's not anybody there to box him out. Um, and he's efficient when he's scoring inside. He's m- making his free throws. I mean, he shot like 38% from the free throw line last year, but and it was a liability. Now he's a guy like he fouled him at the end of the games. So, um, it's okay.
1: So I like this team's chances of uh, of ending that tournament slump, maybe making it really far. To me, they seem to have every different piece Necessary, I from that, a hustler to a shooter to a defender to a
0: I think passer. I think that's fair. Are we? Um,
1: is there something missing? Maybe a, a legitimate big that a lot of teams are missing.
0: Um. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I, don't, I put that like at the bottom of any potential issues because I mean Illinois had the legitimate big and Kofi Coburn and. Mm-hmm couldn't take advantage because I think when you get to the NCAA tournament like it's when guard play really kind of cranks up as like the the thing I mean you look at it, you know players that make a name for themselves in March and it's like I mean sure there's some big guys that do it but like it's almost always guards that just go off okay. for some huge game and Illinois has has I mean they probably have to make shots a little more efficiently than they did say against Nebraska but I mean, so, I mean they still found a way to win that game 'cause they have other ways to score. And there's a stress there where Nebraska stopped making threes, that's what allowed Illinois to build a double digit lead and they just didn't have much else. Um, Illinois when one thing's not working, it seems like they have something else they can turn to in the interim to, you know, not, you know, let a game completely slip away. They they tried hard to let that happen, um, in the end of regulation against Nebraska, but didn't. You know, they found a way. That's good teams do that. So I think Illinois is a good team.
1: Underwood at the radio tonight at Dells, Is that right, Ed Bond? Yes, he is. 7 o'clock. Uh, we profiled Dells over the weekend. One of your favorite places. I don't
0: have it often, but I do enjoy it. That's okay. good. I like pizza.
1: Fun coaches show. Stop there. Go to the Esquire at 5 p.m. and uh, talk to Dan Hartleb, One of my favorites.
0: Gearing up for the baseball season, which isn't far away. Yeah, it starts this month. Not here. Not here in Champaign. Sure. But um, they will be getting some games in down south. They're going to walk about for like a month before they come down, come back to here. Yeah, they'll play like usually mid-March. They've got something at home. Terrence Shannon, uh, what's your take? Just in general? Yeah. Um, Curious. I think, you know, the Ohio State, second half against Ohio State, like he was back to being – who he was before his suspension. Um, Just took a little time, like Brad Underwood said I think every time we asked him about it. Um, He was okay against Nebraska, was not super efficient. um, Was 3 of 10 from 3-point range. That doesn't make him super unique, considering most of the team, really outside of Coleman Hawkins, struggled from 3-point range. But uh, two rebounds, probably not enough for Terrence. Underwood would, I think, Brett Underwood would, would agree with that. Um, I don't know, and this is something I, I've tweeted the last two games because I am just at some point I will just ask, but it'll have to be Brett Underwood because I don't know that we'll ever talk to Terrence again. Um, like he just hits the deck like almost on seemingly every time he uh, you know attacks the basket. Like Grant, I get it, really good athlete, probably knows how to fall, but I don't know. I think that would hurt after a while, but it also gets him. Bailed out occasionally into the free throw line. Um, Because I don't know how you can defend him without fouling at this point. Like, he's got a really good, really quick first step, which is an advantage. Um, But he just, there are many times he's just sort of wildly out of control attacking the basket. And defenders have no chance because they're calling that a block these days. This uh, is something that's been bouncing around in my head.
1: All right, Illinois has got a little break this week. Um, I mean, Scott Ritchie will be doing his push-ups, sit-ups. He's still doing that thing every day, just trying to yeah, sure stay in shape.
0: Walking in the game shape. Walking. Yeah. Where's your favorite place to walk, Scotty? Here in Champaign Urbana. Well, I think I've done every every permutation of streets and trails in my neighborhood, um, but I like Meadowbrook Park. Over, okay. You know, it's nice. Alright, see any deer? I do. Okay. I had one like essentially walk up to me. Excellent. One morning.
1: If you have any uh walking tips, we'd love to hear, I'm sure. Have you been out to Allerton? Not recently, but I've spent quite a it's bit of a great place out there. to walk. Maybe do that. How about uh has got a couple places?
0: Yeah, Lake of the Woods.
1: And then uh west of the Lake of the Woods, kinda go across forty seven. Yeah. Great spot. Homer Lake. forth Glen. All kinds of places. Yes. Uh, so let Scott know as he uh, attempts to stay healthy and focused going into March Madness. Maybe Ed Bond will join you. I think it would be sweet.
0: <laughs> Good teamwork. Okay. But okay. um, I will enjoy this six days in between games, I think, as much as great the Illinois basketball team. Give me some data. My favorite portion of this podcast really? all of a sudden. Yeah, I don't believe that. Okay. Oh, I don't know if I was prepared with data mostly because yep. I've, I've given up on you ever really enjoying it. Um, That's a good one. Any Ken Palm we'll stuff with. that you can share? Any? Well here we'll go with this. Okay. Cause it's something Fred Hoiberg uh, mentioned after the game. Nebraska's coach. Um, something that Ty Rogers did extraordinarily well. With five offensive rebounds out of his mm, however many 14 he I 14, think yeah um, Illinois in terms of offensive re- rebound percentage the number of misses Ooh. that they get back okay I think that's an important stat okay um, 16th nationally they're getting back essentially 37% of their misses well, that's stunning it's a big number
1: mm, mm, mm. great stuff Scott Appreciate you. Uh,
0: number they, one team in that that particular metric. I guess in Houston, um, they're fifth. Yeah, because so.
1: they throw up a bunch of bricks.
0: Yeah, but then they get them back. Then they make layups. It's uh, it's, it's a unique just, offense. Uh, I don't, I don't Texas A and M though gets back yeah. forty three point four percent of their misses. <laughs> is <that> right? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of unreal. Like, that's a lot. It's some
1: bad misses, is what I'm thinking.
0: Yeah, they've been a disappointing team. But like that's a it's a Brad Underwood staple. Like his team's okay. always offensive rebounded well. This team is no different. So there. Data. And I think like easy to understand. Recruits in the in the house last night, right? Or potential recruits? Yeah, um probably the most notable one just in terms of he's been here before. So there's Clearly some mutual interest is uh, it was Jamarian Bateman. He's a twenty twenty five guard from Milwaukee. Um really good scorer. And it's kinda I mean he's taken a couple visits unofficials um to Champaign, so he's intrigued, I think. But good shooter. Um he averaged oh, like twenty three points per game last year as a sophomore. I think he's you know, been just as effective this year.
1: Good to see. Um, uh, I love seeing the Big Ten stats over the recent like five-year spell and how consistent Illinois is. It'll be interesting to see what the roster looks like next year to keep this thing going.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously they've got the three freshmen incoming, but then I mean, there's going to be transfers. Mm-hmm. Maybe going out, certainly coming in.
1: Purdue, uh, kind of the beast right now. We'll have some...
0: It'll work look, to do as well. It'll look different. Sure
1: will. Without Zach Eady. Is there a team out there that you th- you see like, man, next year watch out?
0: No, I I no, just only team. because I just you don't know who's going to be that April, May, June edition that completely changes the team. Because like look, I mean, look at Tennessee. Like they would have returned a good core from a team that got kind of underachieved. Mm-hmm. Um, then they got Dalton Connect, who's averaging like 28, per, 28 points per game uh, in the sec uh, from northern colorado like he was good he was a good scorer in northern colorado but nothing like he's like he's just up to his game even more so like those guys can really change teams and kind of in the way like terrence shannon did for illinois two off seasons ago i think they'll pursue a terrence shannon like player in the portal this uh this coming off season because they're going to need to replace one of their best scorers
1: They've done it right in the past. I have no doubt that uh, Underwood and company will do
0: it right again this offseason. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they hit. I mean, they definitely hit on the portal this offseason better, I think, than they have yeah, in, in Underwood's tenure. I mean, with Damask, Gary A., Harmon, I like guess three big pieces. And <laughs> Speaking of Marcus Damask, uh, Illinois fans were up in arms yesterday early afternoon because I guess the CBS broadcast of the Purdue-Wisconsin game showed a graphic of the top transfer scorers in the Big Ten. They like had like, well, suppose, I guess the top three, I don't know, A.J. Storer was in that group, but uh, it did not include Marcus Damask, even though he was averaging 15.5 points. It also didn't include Khalil Ware at Indiana, So, but he's no good. Well, no. oh, he's pretty good. But he's on a bad team. He is on a bad missing team. Games. He was hurt. I'm just telling you. Terrence Shannon missed some games for not being hurt. I'm just telling you. Lottery pick potentially. Khalil Ware. Bad team. So I don't. my like fans. I took that as a sign that I would. Too. The world is out to get to get them. Why is he not on the wooden list? Because oh, there's other guys. Yeah, but if you look at that list, well, I mean, if Terrence Shannon wasn't on it, like Marcus DeMoss wasn't going to be on it. You have a reason to leave Shannon off it. Sure. Um, I probably just could, he's averaging 15 and a half points, and guys that score more probably rank higher there. Like he's been really good. Um, mm-hmm. But leaving him off of that graphic, I think is more a statement on CBS needs to fire someone than they're out to get Illinois. just
1: Fire like. somebody. That's strong. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Looking well, for mean,
0: new jobs, Scott Ritchie? uh, I mean, I could do that one better (laughs) because I I know who Marcus Damask and Khalil Ware are and that they're two of the best transfers in the Big Ten. Um, But So, yeah, I mean, Brad Underwood set the bar high on getting transfers this year. So he's going to – we'll see what he can do uh, come April or March, depending.
1: All right, what other news you got, Scotty?
0: I think that's it. Uh, Quan Martin. Saw a picture of him. Former football player now in the NFL with the Washington Commanders was in the house. Talk to him for a few minutes. Good. Had a had a pretty good rookie year. Um yeah. That class did well. I mean, Devin Weatherspoon's probably gonna be rookie of the year. Um Cindy Brown played well with the Eagles. Chase Brown had some moments with the Bengals. Um Nick is gonna play in his fourth Super Bowl in five years. So my football's got some guys in the NFL. Not a ton still, but some guys that are they're doing well.
1: Scott Ritchie, our award-winning basketball beat writer, every morning, six a.m. Good morning, Illini Nation. Tomorrow, you'll break down the AP Top Twenty-five.
0: That'll be interesting. Are you still finishing last? I didn't this week, didn't you? I was, I think, in the neighborhood. Okay, but not in the bottom three. What do you got to do to change that perception? Is there a team you got to elevate? Um, apparently, Iowa State. Other than the <laughs> the dopers. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'd be curious to see who hates me. Like which fan base is really leading the charge there? But well, I hope that hope they can't trace that. <laughs> I wish they could. <laughs> I I just I, I don't care. I I just like to know. Yeah. Um, and like it might have a, an adversary, you know, effect for those fans. I, I might drop your team more just because you're being mean. You can't do that. Okay, you got to be strong. i just like one spot more. That's for you, Steve from Ames. <laughs>
1: All right, the uh, you know, uh, again a month left in the Big 10 season. Have you are there any choices to make on your all Big 10 team yet? I know you got a ballot to turn in here in 4 weeks. I do. Do you want me to help you with that ballot? Sure. Um, you got a kid from Northwestern probably down there. Yeah. Right?
0: That that tall guy from Purdue. Tall guy from Purdue. Kind of Maybe
1: that point guard from Purdue?
0: He's got Maybe. Better stats overall than any other point guard that was on the Bob Cousy watch list, which which he was not, um, which Purdue. I don't know why you like the Michigan State guy so much. Tyson Walker?
1: Yeah, I'm not a big fan, but go ahead. He's a good scorer. Make a mistake. (laughs) Who would be your five right now? Edie, Bowie, I don't know. i got to figure out what to do. How many Illinois guys on your? On your first team,
0: on the first team, yeah, two or none, somewhere in between there. Mm. I think because, like, when we get to it, I'll pick fifteen players, five right on each team. I'll have at least three alumni.
1: Well, you can't tell me that. I need first team. I'm not, I'm not worried about the second or a
0: third team. Um, I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do with Terrence Shannon.
1: Okay, his his case. Way into your choice, or just his it, missing of
0: games? Um, case shouldn't. Um, okay. Missing games counts. I mean, he missed six, which is... You know, I'm bad at math now. Um, I mean, it's a chunk. Then he had a few where he just wasn't playing it, first mm-hmm. team, all Big Ten caliber level. He's getting back to that. Okay. How he finished out this month, production-wise, it'll make a difference. Still time. Yeah, I mean, he, he could... Put up twenty five points per game in the next nine games, which like it's not a it might be a lot. Twenty two might be more reasonable. Isn't we'll publish it? those ballots
1: when uh, Richie figures it out. Hold you yeah. to the fire. Make
0: sure you're not messing up. Well, I, I'm fairly certain whatever I do, the next podcast you will tell me how I messed up. Sure, but. I'll tell
1: you that in the hallway and then again on the podcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, then when we're done just uh I
1: appreciate everything you do, Scotty. In fact the next home game is what, a week from Tuesday, is that right? Yeah, I play Michigan. Hey, get your emails in now. Yeah. For tickets, all right. We don't want to wait till the quick turnaround.
0: because no, 'cause it'd be I think it'd be tough to get them. Yeah. So Richie knows people in the in the office. Yeah, and then I'll uh see if we can get maybe multiple. Yeah, let's two go. Two sets. Two sets. Two sets. Two sets and uh Uh,
1: we'll throw the names in the hat and uh, we may throw your name in there twice if you give Richie a good place to go walking in Champion or Band. I've I've had trouble finding places south of here, like Tuscola. I thought there would be a path in Tuscola or something like that. Pesodum. Maybe I'm missing.
0: You just walk along 45 in
1: Yeah, kind of dangerous. You want to walk along the tracks while you're at it?
0: As long as there's not a train coming. All right.
1: All right, Scott Ritchie, appreciate everything, all the information. Appreciate the hard work. Uh, looking forward to your coverage uh, leading up to Michigan State. Uh, we will talk to everyone next Monday.